Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Great to have you as we're here midweek on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. A lot of news today. A lot of big news on Tiger Woods, which is the story in sports that is dominating sports. And, you know, as I like to do it, I like to talk about the biggest stories in sports as I only have two hours with you. Don't want to beat around the bush and do a lot more than other than breaking news, NFL news, Raider news, but... Usually I pivot to the breaking news story, and this Tiger Woods story is such a monster that it's not going to go away in the next couple of days. And when I talked to you yesterday, uh, being on the radio, it was all about waiting for information. Tiger was in a single-car accident. It was a brutal, horrific car accident, and then he was in surgery as my show was on yesterday. And then when I went on last night, he was out of surgery, and I was able to talk to some insiders and get into the conversation about the severity of the injuries to Tiger and his legs. And that was the big story. Then I wake up today and more and more people are talking about it. All the morning shows from Good Morning America to the national morning shows, CNN, Fox News, they led with this. They led with it with all their main political shows last night. Uh, the, the, the opportunity for Tiger Woods to recover and go forward and be an athlete again, it's less than 50-50 after what we found out from the surgeries and the injuries last night. And I thought everybody handled the great yesterday, showing respect to Tiger and his family, pulling for him, because you just didn't know what was going to happen. Now, one of the things I didn't mention yesterday was, would Tiger Woods be paralyzed for the rest of his life? What a, what a negative story. What a negative thought to have. But that's what was in the back of my mind. Was his lower legs going to be crushed? Could he have a? Could he lose a leg? Would he not be able to play golf again? Would he be in a wheelchair? I mean, a lot of that crossed my mind, but we couldn't talk about it because he was heading into surgery. Now that he's out of surgery, we can debate what this means. He's one of the most important athletes of all time, no matter how old you are. We got kids, teenagers listening to the show and people in their 70s and 80s, and it's hard to find an athlete other than he's on the Mount Rushmore in my mind, more so than Jack Nicholas because of what he brought with race, and color to the sport and how he grew a sport and made it so popular on television and changed the revenue stream for all the athletes that play a sport. You know, no one changes the revenue stream in the NFL. It just climbs every year. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes is not setting the bar for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not setting the bar for Derek Carr. Quarterbacks make, the great quarterbacks make roughly X amount of dollars. And because the cap goes up every year, the quarterbacks, the most important position, tend to make more money. When you grew up as a kid, a quarterback didn't even make 500000 or a million bucks. Now quarterbacks are making $40 million, $30 million. They're going to be franchise tagged anywhere from $35 million to $45 million. And it's not because one individual quarterback did that. I mean, who would you give that credit for? Joe Montana back in the day? Sure. He rose, he rose the elevation of the position. Then you go to Tom Brady, and Tom Brady didn't do it because Tom Brady took less. He didn't take more. And you look at the running back position. When you look at salaries rising in the NFL, you can't point to one player. In baseball, you can. In baseball, you can look at Mike Trout. 
You can go to Albert Pujols. You can go back in time. Reggie Jackson, my good friend Pete Rose, the first player to make a million dollars with Nolan Ryan. You can look at those guys and say they carried the sport in salaries before the next group did. But when it comes to golf, no one close to Tiger Woods. The reason Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler and Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson have the lifestyle that they do and they fly on private jets, of course you can thank Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus for starting that trend, but Tiger Woods was like a rocket ship that took all these salaries and all the purses to winning events well over a million to a million two. That was all Tiger Woods, and that's what makes him different. Just like Floyd Mayweather, as we're here in Vegas, and for everybody listening around the country on the Raiders app, I'm not a fan of Floyd. I don't really like Floyd a lot as a human being out of the ring. I think he's getting better. He reminds me a lot of Antonio Brown and Tyreek Hill and other guys who've had problems in the past, and you give them a chance to redeem themselves. Floyd's done that. Floyd's had a checkered past, but Floyd's been clean and out of trouble for a long time. Floyd Mayweather elevated the sport financially to a level that Muhammad Ali, George Foreman, Oscar De La Hoya could not do. Floyd took it to a fact that you can make $100 million on a fight night and do these pay-per-views. And he's not in the same category of Tiger Woods technically because Floyd can't carry that money on to every boxer. Tiger brought that to most of the golfers out there. So yesterday was a really tough day. I want to talk more about it now that Tiger survived the car accident and we know the severity of the injuries and how significant the injuries are. And I'm just saying as we open up the show, if you have anything you want to add on the impact of Tiger Woods and what this means to you personally as a fan of Tiger, I'd like to hear from you. Because yesterday we, we really didn't hear from anybody. We had too many interviews. We were loaded up. And then we had all this breaking news. And we didn't have enough time in the show to pivot. Today I got some time in the show to pivot. 702-365-9200 on the impact of Tiger Woods and what's going to happen with the rest of his life. You know, I've been one of the guys on the air his entire career. His entire career I've been on the radio. And I thought he'd break Dak Nicholas's record. I really did. Thought he'd get to 20, 21 majors. Then he had his personal transgressions with his marriage and then the pain pills and the problems that he had with the past DUI and all the personal problems in his life. And because of his failures, which we've all had, I failed, you failed. We're not here to judge someone differently, but he's an athlete and this is Sports Talk Radio. Because of all of his epic failures in the last five to ten years, and on top of that injuries, which he had no control over, it's going to have a big effect on the back end of his legacy. And while we say that about Tiger Woods, we see the exact opposite with another GOAT all time, Tom Brady who doesn't get reckless and go speeding and get DUIs and getting car accidents. He doesn't have all these problems with addiction, either sex or pain pills, none of it. And Tom Brady's 43 and Tiger's 45. And they're both going in their life two separate ways. So Tiger Woods and Tom Brady are supposed to be joined together as two of the great goats, greatest of all time. And they're roughly the same age. And we're watching this. I thought of this last night. We're watching two of the greats on Mount Rushmore going in completely opposite directions. Tom Brady's doing everything possible 
to help his team win another Super Bowl after just winning one, which was really a football miracle. If you look at a football miracle, a 43-year-old man on a brand-new team with no off-season workouts and no preseason, to win the Super Bowl with a brand-new team is a football miracle. And on the other side, we're getting reports of Tiger Woods angrily leaving a resort upset, speeding out of the resort, taking off, speeding, and losing control of a vehicle, which was completely his fault. When we watched the news last night, and I'm about to play uh, some of the sound from the sheriffs and the people who were on the scene there, this was completely Tiger Woods' fault. On that road, at roughly the same time, there were 18- and 19-year-old kids driving who've never gotten an accident, and they're kids, and there were people in their 70s and 80s driving that haven't been in an accident on that road. So why would a 45-year-old man who's been driving his whole life, why would he get in an accident like that? It was his fault. It was his fault. He didn't hit a wet patch. He wasn't raining. It had nothing to do with another car cutting him off. He was completely reckless at the time. There are different types of car accidents. When you're driving on a freeway and someone doesn't put their blinker on, they come into your lane, they crash into your car, your car spins out, you are not at fault. So you didn't do anything wrong. You just got into a car accident. Many of us have been in that situation. And then there's the car accident of the lunatic who's on the 215 or the 95, weaving in and out of traffic, out of control, and causes a major wreck that could kill someone. That was Tiger Woods a little over 30, 40 hours ago yesterday. Completely reckless, completely out of control, completely at fault. Then we go back to 2017, where Tiger Woods got in a car in Jupiter, California, hammered on multiple drugs, painkillers, alcohol, Got pulled over on the side of the road. He passed out. He had nowhere, no idea where he was. Completely at fault. Could have killed multiple people. So we're talking about two guys, Tiger Woods and Tom Brady. Both icons in their sport, mostly beloved in their sport, and both going in a different direction. So when you see these problems with Tiger Woods, and you look at it, how do you think it affects his legacy going forward? And you can tie this into other sports. Who do you compare Tiger Woods to today compared to Tiger Woods a couple of days ago? Because when the documentary came out on HBO from the book that Armin Contain wrote, I interviewed him on it. Armin and I really had a really good interview because a lot of the, a lot of the book was about Vegas. And when Tiger was here in Vegas, he was completely reckless and out of control. And he was sleeping with women on the side, he was outside his marriage. He was doing a lot of things that we weren't aware of, but it all came out in the end. And then Tiger Woods had that famous DUI, and then he had this car accident yesterday. But we're all pulling for him. And most of us are pulling for him because he's brought so much joy to our lives as sports fans. And Tiger's a Raider fan. I mentioned that yesterday as we were praying for him. He's a diehard Raider fan. If he see him, remember he was at the U.S. Open last year, two years ago before the pandemic, sitting in Raider gear. He loves the Raiders. When he's on the sideline of a Raider game, which is rare, or a Stanford basketball game wearing a Raider hat or a football game, the Raider Nation goes wild. So a lot of people are pulling for him. But this is an out-of-control athlete who has been out of control for quite some time. This was not your typical car accident, which was an accident 
This was caused by the reckless behavior of Tiger Woods. And there's an ongoing investigation. And now he's probably at the biggest rock bottom of his whole life because of the multiple compound fractures in his leg and the shattered ankle that he has. So last night I get on the air and we got a couple of interviews. One of them you'll hear today. I was good enough for you to hear again today. And I said to myself, how do I tell the story on my radio shows about Tiger Woods? He, he's, it's so important that you, who's kind enough to listen to me today, really has an opinion on this. The next time you go to a sports bar or you talk to your buddies in the backyard over a beer, you just can't let this one float. You can't be the guy in the four guys who don't have an opinion on this or the gals. You've got to have an opinion on what just happened because it's a monumental historic sports story. The golfer tied all-time with 82 wins with Sam Snead. The golfer who recently won the Masters trying to chase down Jack Nicklaus. And a guy who should have been home in Florida rehabbing with his children. And he was running around playing golf with David Spade? He was playing golf with Jada Pinkett Smith and David Spade. You have to question the priorities of his business. Acuum after he lost half of his net worth at one time due to a infamous divorce, which was his fault, and he got taken to the cleaners. And then he's at a golf tournament on Sunday with Jim Nance where he isn't speaking right. Something's off because he's, I think, disrespecting Jim Nance. He gave Jim Nance nothing. All Jim Nance is trying to do is help him out. It's his golf tournament. He's the, the lead foundation. Ask him what he's doing. He gives Jim Nance nothing. But the next day, he's laughing with Dwayne Wade on a golf course, taking selfies with a guy who doesn't even know how to hit a ball 80 yards. And then, reportedly, according to TMZ, TMZ, their update was Tiger was staying at a hotel where a major network television show was being shot. Production sources told TMZ the director of that show arrived just before 7 a.m., Tiger was driving his SUV very fast as he was leaving the property and almost hit the director's car. The director was shaken enough to tell his production staff about it after he parked his car. He told everybody about Tiger Woods taking off and speeding right by him. Another crew member saw Tiger as he got into his SUV at the hotel. And once Tiger got in the vehicle, there was a delay in getting out of valet because there were cars in front of him, his SUV, his Genesis car was blocked in the loading luggage area. He appeared agitated and impatient because he was running late. The crew member said once the delay was over, Tiger sped off quickly. Golf Digest said that Tiger was scheduled to arrive at Riviera Golf Course at 7.30 in the morning for another shoot with Drew Brees. Uh, he was going to give Drew Brees lessons, but he was running so late, you get the picture. So Tiger caused all this. He almost got killed because of his recklessness. And we got to cover it as a sports talk story because it's bigger than anything. It's not 10 times bigger. It's not 100 times bigger. It's 1,000 times more bigger than Marcus Mariota getting traded or not. And that's what I wanted to bring up to you today because I think you all have opinions about athletes, athletes being reckless, athletes who shouldn't be driving, athletes that we build up and tear down i mean everybody this has got everything this is a story in sports that really has so many different layers everybody should have an opinion on it and how does tiger recover from this 
That's the next part of my opening monologue brought to you by PT's. Happy hour from 5 to 7, midnight to 2, the best in town. Head on out to PT's to watch sports. If you're gaming, if you want great food, lunch, dinner, head on out during that happy hour. You'll thank me for it. PT's, they fuel the monologue. So what I want your help with today, before we get to our Raider content, Marcus Thigpen at the bottom of the hour, Gary Lawless from the Golden Knights broadcast at the top of the hour. Uh, Here's what I want to hear from you today. What is the next chapter for Tiger Woods? Because we arguably saw the greatest one most recently. He had the dramatic DUI in 2017, came out of a rehab stint, and won the Masters. Oh, my God, how do you do that? How do you go from being out of it completely on the side of a road and getting taken to jail and having no idea who you are, where you are, and then winning the Masters? Well, he did that. How does he recover from this? 702-365-9200. And if he doesn't play golf again, are you good with this? I'm not. It's his life. He can do whatever he wants. I'm just running a fast-paced talk show. But I'd like to see him take his time. And it's probably going to take two years, what some are saying today, two years for him to rehab these injuries. So this entire year is lost. He misses the Masters, all the majors, the entire season. And then next year, will he be healthy enough to come back and train to be able to compete in the Masters? I would probably say no. He might miss seven to eight majors before he could come back at the age of 47 or 48 and compete again. Or maybe the best thing for Tiger to do is, after he gets out of the hospital and rehabs, is announce his retirement and focus on his kids and stop chasing money and stop wanting to play golf with Justin Herbert and Dwayne Wade and just settle in with his kids, count all his money, and live off all of his investments and some endorsement deals. As you can tell, this is a really important topic for me. I like to do big radio. This is a big radio topic. We need to talk about this today. How does Tiger Woods bounce out of this? 702-365-9200 whenever you're ready to go. If not, I'll go in a different direction. We got a ton of content here today. Uh, the, The individuals who were involved on the scene of the accident yesterday, uh, really important people because I want to begin with L.A. County Sheriff Deputy Carlos Gonzalez. Carlos Gonzalez was the first to come up on Tiger Woods and see him alive, and this is what he saw when he came on the scene. I will say that it's very fortunate that Mr. Woods um, was able to uh, come out of this alive. Lucky to come out of it alive. And uh, Gonzalez talked about the situation when he got him out of the vehicle. He was there and realized the severity of his leg injuries. Unfortunately, Mr. Woods was not able to stand under his own power. Our partners at LA County Fire were able to extricate him from the vehicle, and they put him onto a backboard. Yeah, they put him onto a backboard because he couldn't put any pressure. Obviously, because his legs, he had a crushed and just torn up ankle and several compound fractures in his legs. Uh, The sheriff on the scene, the LA County Sheriff, who's in charge of the investigation, Alex Villanueva, had a lot to say here because they're investigating this accident and why it happened. They didn't see any cause for the accident and why it happened yesterday. No skid marks, no breaking. So apparently the first contact was with the center median and from there then cross into the opposing lane of traffic, hit the curb, hit a tree, and there was several uh, 
rollovers during that process. So basically what what that says there is Tiger Woods was distracted. You don't go down. Either he was driving too fast and he came over this hill and he lost control of the car or he was driving fast and he looked down at his phone or he was text messaging or something happened or trying to pass someone and there's no indication of any of that. So I I hate to be so harsh. I have an 18-year-old, 17-year-old son, excuse me, who's driving and I have a 19-year-old son who's driving. This is a tremendous teaching moment about speed and your phone and your seatbelt and all of that. And that should be the connection to everybody listening to the show today. And also the quality of the car he was driving with the seatbelt on. Sheriff Villanueva talked about the fact that the seatbelt and the car saved his life. The front end was totally destroyed. The bumpers, everything was destroyed. Airbags deployed, all of that. And uh, however, thankfully, the interior was more or less intact, which kind of gave him the cushion to survive what's otherwise would have been a fatal crash. All right. Dr. David Chow, longtime guest on my show, was on Mad Dog Sports Radio last night, the other network I work for. And he talked about the details of the severity of the leg injury after surgery. Clearly, there's some sort of significant trauma or crush injury for them to leave the wounds open to allow muscles to swell. And in the end, you have to have viable soft tissue coverage. Otherwise, the bone gets infected and you have all sorts of problems. So Tiger Woods is not playing golf anymore, everybody. And that's why this is such a big story. It's national news. Mainstream media, not just sports talk, but it's everywhere because he was about to play golf again and finish up the back end of his career the way Tom Brady and LeBron James and other great players are, Lionel Messi in soccer, and he won't be able to do that. And he's brought a lot of joy to my life, a lot of joy to my life. I've had a chance to see him at the Masters. I was there on the Monday where he won the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. I've been at other golf tournaments. I've seen him in Vegas. I've been to Tiger Jam, the concert at Mandalay Bay, where he's got up and speak. You know, Tiger Woods... He's been one of those athletes that have brought me tremendous joy and give me a passion to play golf. So I wanted to open up the show with this. This is more important. we got a lot of other storylines to get to, including the NFL, Big Ben Roethlisberger, the Golden Knights, what's in front of them. So busy show today. Uh, we'll get out to the phones with Mark and Henderson to start us off. How are you, Mark? Hey, JT. How you doing? Doing well. Thank you. Good, man. Good. I want to thank you for being the lightning rod for the Raider Nation, man. You're you're a tremendous, tremendous asset. I, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, yeah, yeah, with Tiger, man, uh, you know what? It, I, I, I look at Aaron Hernandez and Tiger Woods almost in the same level, not, not to the point of murdering somebody, but once Tiger's dad died and his mm-hmm. divorce dissolved, he went downhill. It just seems so similar, parallel, where Aaron Hernandez's dad died and he went downhill. It just seems like his connection with his dad is still affecting him today. And I think, you know, him taking this, having this accident uh, is another wake-up call for his life. And he just needs to sit back, get his life in order, and maybe do the senior tour or something, maybe years down the line, mm-hmm. if that's the case. If not, I don't want to see Tiger anymore on the golf course. He's done. Uh, he gave me so much joy like he did for you. He's a tremendous, tremendous athlete. Uh, I just want him to get his life together be a mentor for everybody else, and make sure his life is in order. He's still got two beautiful kids. 
I mean, I, I just don't understand him sometimes when he goes falls off this uh, falls off the planet. I should say with everything yeah. he has. But so, you know what the I, problem I is, and, and Mark, I really appreciate your comments on this. But the problem is, he seemed like he had everything in order after he won the Masters, and the reason why this investigation about this accident is so important is because maybe there was more going on that we weren't aware of. That, again, he was hiding. His life has been a complete lie from his wife to the breakup of his marriage to his dad to the drugs and the pain pills and all that. His his agent is such a bad guy that they hide all of this from us. And it isn't any of our business until he gets DUIs and car accidents. What I fear now is they're going to open up an investigation to why this car accident happened, and we're going to find out something else negative about Tiger Woods that we weren't aware of as he got us all to believe again after that Masters victory that his life was completely on track again. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, yeah, exactly, uh, JT. I mean, I, I, I totally uh, 100% agree. I, I think there's something going on with him that we don't know about. It's been going on for years as we looked at his, uh, uh, you know, the Tiger Woods story not too long ago. He just came out not too long ago about it's part of his life. And now he's going spiraling down again. And I just think uh, his dad was similar in that way, just a, pretty much a narcissist and, and just about himself. And I think it's just trickled to him. And it, this is the effects of now. And now we have to go through Tiger Woods' story again over and over again. Mm. And his legacy is going to be, I, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be tarnished, but it's just going to be a different story for him. And I just hope he gets his life back together. Yeah, so do I. You know, again, I, I don't root for anybody to do anything badly. I, I root for everybody. When this gets into TMZ and the gossip side of the news and accidents and people almost dying and all of that, we have to cover it. I, I don't wish this on anybody. I want everybody to be great. I, I root for all of you. I want everybody to do well. I want the Raiders to win every game. But from time to time, there are stories that transcend sports, and this is one of them. And we're on earth at the same time. We're on the same dial. And we got to talk about it because it's more important than the other crap that other shows talk about. Again, I don't want to get too deep on this, but I have to. I'm not going to do and break down movies and chicken wings and, and just talk about little, little topics that don't matter when there's such big breaking news like this. This is the only way I'm wired. So if you really dig what I do or you don't get it some days, understand I'm trying to give you the best content and the biggest stories in sports. And this is the biggest story in sports. I don't care about Marcus Mariota today, if he stays or if he leaves. It's irrelevant to me. I care much more about Tiger Woods surviving an accident which should have killed him and what's going to be the next chapter and how we're all going to move on from this. That's the type of radio I want to do. Coming up next, Marcus Thigpen former NFL running back. He's got a lot to say about the Raiders and what the Raiders mean to him going forward. Carr backs it up. Looks over to that left. Pump fakes, brings it down. Now he sprints out to the right. Can't find an open receiver. Has to throw the ball down and grab by Aguilar, who's free at the 40, 35, 30. Cuts back at the 20, 10, 5. Touchdown. Jackpot, baby.
Brent Moxberger on the call. That was one of the biggest plays of the year. On a play where Derek kept the play alive and then hit Aguilar, who made a play and scored in a really big game. JT, back with you as we brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. When you're hanging out watching football, X's and O's, the tournament, have a Remy Martin cocktail in your hand. I don't know what's going to happen with Nelson Aguilar other than the fact that Gruden loves him. Going back to his high school years when he played outside of Tampa and he was around the Buccaneers organization and there were great relationships. And then he went to USC, the whole connection to Monty Kiffin. And John Gruden's always wanted to have an opportunity to coach him and John Gruden got the most out of him. John Gruden and his play calling and Derek Carr's ability as a quarterback got the most out of him. And you would think that Aguilar now would do a deal with the Raiders instead of trying to take the numbers from last year and how good he was and chase it and try to make more money. We would not blame him for that. We would not blame him for that. But if he's only going to make an extra million over a three-year deal or whatever it is, if it's a manageable number, you would hope that Aguilar would say, this would be a great place for me to play the next couple of years because Gruden's calling plays and I'm getting the ball. Carr is finding me more so than Renfro, and obviously Henry Ruggs III. I'm not going to have it anywhere like this. You're going to have to rebuild chemistry again. When he has Derek Carr four years into the Gruden system, and Carr's getting better and needs a number one or number two receiver. What I find fascinating about what the Raiders need to do going forward is the offense seems to be set. But if Aguilar is not back and they have to go get a wide receiver, it is a very active offseason with good wide receivers and free agents. Would I be shocked if the Raiders went out and signed a wide receiver who might be better than Aguilar? No, I wouldn't be shocked. It'd be because Gruden and Mayock, and hopefully they talk to Carr about it. And there's a player, if it was Juju Smith-Schuster, they don't overpay for anybody now. The Raiders aren't in a position to start overpaying for people. Remember, this is an organization that let go of Khalil Mack because of financial reasons. He wanted $90 million, $60 million guaranteed. It was very easy for the Raiders to say, we cannot do that deal. At this point in time, they're a five-win team. Mack was my favorite player on the team. And their agent, his agent, Joel Siegel, wanted nothing to do other than to manipulate the market and get him the most money. So Mack ended up going to Chicago. He could have went anywhere. Uh, Siegel was a mercenary just trying to go out and get him money. And how were they going to get him money? They were just going to try to hold the Raiders. He never showed up at camp. I was always led to believe, I said that on the record, if Khalil Mack would have showed up in Napa with Gruden for the first time, I think they would have been able to work out a deal. I think Mack would have said, I love this team, I want to be here. I love this new coaching staff, let me be here. Never happened. So after that, the Raiders were using the Mack picks to try to get the best assets they could in the draft with the two first-round picks, and I thought they did pretty well with that, especially Josh Jacobs. Now the Raiders have to find a way with their in-house capologist, which I think are really good too. The Raiders know how to handle the cap. Tyrell Williams, what they're going to do, Trent Brown, and a decision long-term about Derek Carr and a contract extension or not and how to play out the future of Derek Carr. So today I'm up watching NFL Network, and Ian Rappaport 
was talking about Tom Brady's contract. And I want you to listen to this, please, if you can, closely. Because I think it has a lot to do with Derek's future with the Raiders. And it shows if the greatest quarterback of all time, by far, can deal with money issues or his future or will he get more money or not, everybody in the league should be able to handle it. Ian Rappaport earlier today, NFL Network. If Tom Brady gets a contract extension, which I must say, based on the people I've spoken with, sounds like uh, probably should happen. Uh, Brady would probably get either a one- or two-year extension, which would do a couple things. would open up the salary cap for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to do things like franchise tag Chris Godwin and pay Shaq Barrett, two things that they want to do very badly this offseason. It would also lock in Brady for another year, and based on the way he played this year, doesn't look like he's slowing down. Part of the reason to do this, Andrew, is Tom Brady earned significant incentives this past year on his contract. Instead of just $25 million, he made $28-plus million. Because those incentives were earned, they now would be considered incentives that are likely to be earned according to the salary cap, so they would count a little differently, changing up his incentives on the back end of his 2021 contract at least would free up some cap space, expect them to do a little more, an extension makes sense for all sides for Brady and the Bucks. So just think of that and don't think of Tom Brady. Think of Derek Carr. I will never get in the way of Derek Carr's money. I will never give an opinion on what Derek Carr should make or give up. That's none of my business. I work with Derek here with the team. I would never, ever, ever get in the way, would never get in the way of Derek Carr's money and his family. None of my business. But you just heard someone talk about Tom Brady. At the level that Brady's cool with everything. Brady will do, and he did that with New England. Brady would take less money, or he would renegotiate deals, or he would do whatever's possible to make the cap more friendly so the Patriots can go out and make more moves. And now he's going to do the same thing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, before you make Brady a hero for doing that, or it sounds like I'm making him a hero, remember Tom Brady's wife makes more than him. Giselle Bunchen makes more money than her husband by a lot. So when everybody says, oh, Tom Brady takes a pay cut. Oh, man, isn't Brady unbelievable? He'll take less. Well, he's married to Giselle, who's worth half a billion dollars with a B. She doesn't take pay cuts when she's on the cover of Vogue or she's doing a modeling gig. No, she doesn't take a pay cut. She makes all that money. So if Tom Brady takes $4 million less, and Giselle Bunchen's making $45 million compared to Tom making $25 million. Give me a break. Uh, you know, that, that's, what, that's what happens now. Everybody wants to tie their money to other people's money. All Tom Brady does is he's real loose and calm. He doesn't get into conflict with his contract because he wants to win. And he knows in the long run he's going to make a ton of money with all of his other investment deals. A lot of other quarterbacks don't have that. A lot of other quarterbacks, all they make for their family is their salary. And when a team comes to them and says, hey, can you, uh, we agreed to this. Can you renegotiate and help us a bit? There's not many quarterbacks that say no because they want to keep their job. Tom Brady is the exception to the rule. The other big storyline today is Ben Roethlisberger. Art Rooney II, the president of the Steelers, the owner, uh, put out a statement today. Ben Roethlisberger and I met yesterday morning. We had a productive meeting. We were able to discuss a lot of things that relate to where we are and where we want to go. Ben assured me that he's committed to coming back 
to help us win. And I told Ben that we would like to have him back to help us win a championship. We both understand that the next step is to work out Ben's contract situation, Art Rooney II. So what does that mean? My job is to break this down and tell you what it means. What it means is Ben's making too much money. The Steelers signed him to too much money. The Steelers were the one. What Ben didn't draw up the contract. The Steelers drew up the contract and Ben signed it. Now the Steelers are having second thoughts because Ben's deteriorating. He's making too much money and he's killing their cap. So the Steelers are basically saying, we want you back, but you got to take less money. And Ben Roethlisberger seems very happy to take less money because he wants to stay there. I'll give Ben credit. He's smart enough to know that his legacy needs to start and end with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He doesn't need to end his career one year playing in Denver or one year you know, playing in Detroit if it was open. He knows he's a Steeler. That's going to be his brand going into the Hall of Fame. And I think both of these sides are working out a deal that will give the Steelers, who are playing the Raiders this year, an opportunity to come back and be a playoff team. They were 11-0 last year. They were amazing last year. They were destroying people with defense. They suffered some injuries. They became one-dimensional on offense. And now the Steelers are looking to save a little cap space or redo that contract and bring a Big Ben back. But it will only be for one more year. Uh, When we come back, we're waiting on Marcus Thigpen, who's supposed to join us, and also Dennis Paulson from PGA Tour Radio, Friends with Tiger. Goes back a long, long way with Tiger Woods on the incidents of yesterday and how it affects all golf going forward. You know, the elephant in the room is CBS and Golf Channel and all these golf partners knowing the sport is not where it needs to be without Tiger Woods. It would be great news if he got out of the hospital within a week. Uh, That's not guaranteed. It would be great news if he could walk, you know, without assistance, measured in multiple months. Uh, And I agree, golf isn't what's on everyone's mind right now, but he's not golfing in 2021. We can leave beyond that to, to future discussions. Dr. David Chow on Sirius XM last night as we talk about Tiger Woods, the breaking news from yesterday. Still the biggest story in sports, Gary Lawless from the Golden Knights broadcast on the other side of the top of the hour as we continue. Kind enough to be joined by Dennis Paulson, former PGA Tour player and now a host on PGA Tour Radio. Uh, Dennis, thank you very much for your time and walk us through how you heard about Tiger's accident yesterday and how you got the news that he would survive the accident. Yeah, you know, it's pretty surreal, to be honest with you. My day changed greatly trying to follow this and figure it out. You know, being a Southern California guy and playing golf in Southern California, and I've played, you know, the courses there. I've played Los Verdes, I've played Palos Verdes, and I've played Rolling Hills. So I know the area fairly well. It's been a while since I've been there, but um, just trying to soak it all in. And when you see the the pictures of basically a really nice car and the front end is gone. I mean, where is that engine? It wasn't 
sticking out of the front of that car. It was gone. Everything was gone, you know, up to the tires. Is that did it end up inside the area where Tiger was? We don't know, but um, pretty scary. The fact that he survived and supposedly he's doing okay. I mean, there's very little information coming out, so we're not quite sure what's happening. But the fact that they didn't have to life light him anywhere and they were able to take him to a hospital that, that specializes in this kind of treatment to help him with his legs is, is a bonus. But other than that, we're just really not sure what's going on with Tiger right now. Yeah, and it's tough to do radio as you do, and you do it at a high level, and it's tough to be a guest on a radio show like this because you don't want to do too much speculation here. But fans are wondering, you know, what is he thinking? He's running late. He's going too fast. Could it be on his phone? What could it be? And it's, it's just we can't speculate about all of this. But the issue becomes he was there at Riviera for the trophy presentation on Sunday, and with the injury that he has to his back, and if he is trying to prepare for the Masters, was it surprising to you that he's still doing promotional uh, television and appearances in Southern California instead of being home in Florida and getting his rehab going? Well, I mean, the rehab can be anywhere. I mean, the stuff that he's doing for rehab is pretty mundane. Um, for those who know back surgeries, you're doing butt clinches and a lot of little things that you can do to kind of activate muscles and that doesn't need to be done in a gym it could be done with a pt he might add pt come to him right there at the the resort he was staying at um that part i'm not so sure about but the fact that tiger looked pretty out of it on sunday and the fact that i know him because i've known him since he was 12 or 13 years old that he has got really bad allergies i kind of blew that off to allergies the way he looked because i know he's really allergic to uh, eucalyptus. He's mentioned it to me before. He goes, at least we were talking about allergies in Chicago when we were playing together. And he goes, at least I'm not in California where the, you know, the eucalyptus just kills me. He just mentioned that out of, out of nowhere. So, and there's so much eucalyptus there in LA. That's what I kind of thought what we saw from him was that way. But the, the messaging in that interview that he did with Jim Nance didn't seem that exciting in the sense of what I was expecting to hear, you know, I was expecting more. Well, I got one more MRI, but I'm excited. I'm moving pretty well and hopefully get to start hitting balls. And you didn't get that tone at all through that entire interview that that he might be ready for Augusta. And with the procedure being minimal is what we were expecting it to be. Uh, My partner on the show, he's had three procedures on his back. So he kind of is pretty well versed in this stuff and, because, yeah, this shouldn't be that big of a deal if is in fact, exactly what did go down. Um, you know, Augusta's an ask, but it's not an impossible ask for someone that's as good a shape as Tiger's in. So all of it just kind of seemed weird. And then, you know, you hear the reports that he was kind of down and out late yesterday, feel a little achy and tired. And I can get that just for the simple fact that he was probably up on his feet a lot doing all this shooting that he's doing for Discovery. And that's part of his group with Golf TV that he's basically done a deal with and you know, he, he did that stuff with Dwayne Wade and, and Dave Spade and heard it was going to be with uh, Bear and uh, Breeze out there, yep. a couple quarterbacks. So, um, you know, all this stuff, I, I pencil it all together and put it all together. And, you know, he left the hotel about 7 o'clock. He's got to be there around 7.30 for an 8 o'clock hit, trying to figure out what that 7.30, 8 o'clock situation was. But he was doing what you would do if you plugged that in to the resort, and that's basically your best option, especially in the morning because you don't want to go along the coast. It's so much slower. Um, 
he was doing exactly what he was doing to, to get where he needed to go. The big question is, why is there not a skid mark anywhere? How, how did yeah. he not react to that situation at all? Because what are you going to do if you get offline? Aren't you pumping the brakes? I mean, you think. Yeah. That's my yeah. only thought. Yeah, I agree with you. Dennis Paulson's our guest, former PGA Tour player, does a great job with PGA Tour Radio. For those who are who've been around a while and cover the sport of golf, you know, everybody knows about Ben Hogan's severe car accident and how was he able to recover from that. He did and went on to continued greatness. Now Tiger's tied with Snead, and if you're a fan like I am, and I always thought he'd catch Jack, I always did the math on his age between 40 and 50. Those are 10 years times four majors, 40 attempts, 40 attempts to win a few. Figured he'd catch one at a British Open on a short track, maybe a PGA. And for the first time in my career, 24 years on the radio, I can't go down that road anymore. I'm just hoping for his full recovery so he could have a quality of life with his kids. Really tough, Dennis, to talk about his future as a golfer, isn't it? Oh, it's really tough. And I don't think it's something that we really need to go down other than the fact yeah. that I think that this year was a good year for him. You know, Torrey Pines, golf course that he won at, that was probably one of the greatest United States Opens in the history. Um, him and Rocco going to late Monday and extra holes. Um, and then, you know, the Masters, he's always going to be a factor if he can hit it decently far. He knows the directions he's going to play, and they're playing a little short course at St. George's. It's hard-hit fairways. He's a tactical guy, and that's kind of would play into his game, and you'd think that would be really, really good for him. And uh, I was expecting, you know, if, if he was feeling pretty good, that he might be able to at least compete in one of these and give himself an opportunity and, and be a part of the picture because he hasn't really done a whole lot since that master. So, um, you know, it, it's I'm just more concerned about Tiger the human being. I know Tiger. Yep. Uh, the Tiger Woods that I've known since he was 12 or 13, year old, 13 years old is the guy that I kind of know that you're kind of getting to know now, that more open guy that's funny, quick-witted, which you never got for how long out there. I mean, it was always, you know, working, you know, digging it out of the dirt and working on a farmer's tan and all those kind of cliches that he used back in the day to, to tell stories. And and uh, I'm just I'm concerned for Tiger and his family, his kids, and everybody else right now. Is, everybody should be. It shouldn't be about his golf career at all at this point. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people that should be concerned about the human being, more so than the golf and the golf records that he's chasing and all the great accomplishments. Uh, Dennis, I'm always listening. You do a great job. Uh, whenever I get a chance to have you on, I really appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks, Dennis. Appreciate it. We just cut out there at the end. Uh, Dennis Paulson, appreciate his friendship of Tiger Woods and sharing some of his opinions about the accident yesterday. Uh, breaking news. Tiger Woods won't face criminal charges for the California crash. The sheriff says that that just came down. The California sheriff overseeing the accident. Probe is calling it an accident. It's a pure accident and charges will not be pressed. Gary Lawless from the Golden Knights broadcast team is on deck next.